Hello and welcome, my partners in crime, and as I always, I say that in the nicest possible way. Um, now, today's case, is it a sale crime? Well, it is and it isn't, and you'll see that as we go through this case. Is it a murder crime? Not in the sense of the word, no. Um, but I think you, when you get to the end of this um, video, uh, you can make up your own mind of what you think and why this girl, this young girl, Amanda Michelle Todd, or, Michelle, or uh, Amanda Todd, as she was known. And she, listen, this girl was only 15 when she took her own life. But she didn't take her own life because she had mental health or whatever. She did, in a way, but that was not the cause of it. The cause of it was because of some sexual perverted paedophile online groomed this girl got her to show herself and then literally blackmailed her to show more and then literally terrorised her for years and years and years wouldn't let this girl alone showed these pictures to her friends to her family to her school teachers terrorised her absolutely terrorised her this man but he also did it to others so this case yes it's about Amanda's suicide. But it's about what really caused it, isn't it? It's about when we talk about, and we've done one of these cases before, and I'll link it into this one, to where we have now this new generation of paedophile online coming into our homes, you know, into our children's bedrooms. This is what this case is really about. And then it's also about what I'm going to mention in this case. I'm going to mention about cyber laws and how we deal with such perpetrators like this and how other countries deal with such perpetrators and how sometimes they get away with it and how others like people like Anonymous you know this vigilante group they call a vigilante group that goes off and he exposed or they exposed I can't say he because it could be a she um, they exposed this person as well you know it's about this this case it's a mixture so yes, this girl was, in my eyes, murdered. She was made, pressured to kill herself because of what this man did to her online, in the room. Because of the bullying, the online bullying that she got because these photographs were released out to her school friends, to her peers, you know, to the family, to the school teachers, well, to anyone, actually that this man wanted to release out. Also, he put it out there on the World Wide Web. These photos everywhere of her. Now, at the time these photos were taken, this child, and she was a child, was 12 years old. And it took him a year to groom her into showing off topless photos of herself. She was 12 years old and she committed suicide at the age of 15 in 2012. So this is the Amanda Todd case. Now Amanda was born in um, I think November 27th 1996, very young girl and she took her own life on the 10th of October 2012 and as I said she was 15 at the time of her death. She was a student and she was you know in school at the time I think of some of this, I think she was in year 9 or 10 when she took her own life. Um, and she took her own life by hanging herself. Terrible, really. 
and um, I think it was Conquitlam in British Columbia in Canada. This is where she comes from. I apologise to all my Canadian friends out there. You know I'm no good with these. And, um, but yeah, I think it's just outside Vancouver anyway. So on October the, uh, 2012, Amanda Todd killed herself just five weeks, you see, after posting, and I'm gonna show you a link to this video, this harrowing video detailing how she was bullied and how she was suffering. So she'd done this online video, YouTube video, using, you know, cards to explain how she was feeling. Um, and I think she also explained you know, how she was made to show pictures of her breasts online. Now, you know, this was five weeks before this girl took her own life. Now listen, when we talk about social media, and we're going to need to talk about social media in this, because we need to look at the statistics, because I have a lot of comments on how can I help my kids, how can I do this, keep them safe. It's so difficult. Now the statistics have shown that social media plays a big part now in our teenage life, doesn't it? The teenage culture. Really, everyone's on their phones. And I think the survey showed that 90% um, of teens aged 13 to 17 are using social media. 75% of the reporting said at least one was active on social media um, and had a, mo a media profile, so they had a profile online and 51% stated that they had used some online social media source at least once a day. So these perpetrators know this about our children. They know it. What we've got to do, is I keep saying this, is really educating our children, and it's hard to do, isn't it? I, I know, I've had, I've had kids, mine have grown up now, and they're still on, on social media. But it's hard to educate these kids to see the dangers because this man took a year to groom this girl to get the first topless photo of her at the age of 12. This man is a paedophile. He was an online paedophile and he was called but there was many many others as part of this. Now we all know of many many cases we've had like Huckle and um, I think David Williams, which is, I think this is what I'm going to put with this one, um, where they use that not only for their own self-gratification, but then they sell on these images and they do it to hurt. This man that was caught, and I was talking about him in a minute, he was 32 years old at the time of doing this to this child. 32, sitting behind a computer, pretending to be God with our children, getting into the homes of our children, grooming them, pretending to be someone he's not, pretending to be their friend, then saying, I'm gonna to go to your school, I'm gonna be new at your school, so she gives the name of her school. But once he's got the name of the school, he goes on, he gets all the names of the teachers, the list of the kids coming in, and he sends all this material out. This girl's life now is ruined because this girl's images were not only passed out then, others then passed them on. He passed them on. This was viral. Now we're talking about a 12 year old that doesn't know what to do. Does she continue then to keep doing as this man wants? 
to show more, to do more? Or does she tell? It's very difficult, isn't it? Very difficult for these kids at 12 years old to have that decision. Listen, someone put a photograph of me on their top list. I don't go, I'm in Spain all the time. It wouldn't bother me. But when you're talking about a 12 year old or a 15 year old that's had her privacy invaded by this predator, now she's being blackmailed. You will do this, you will do that. The torment, the torture that this girl went through. It created her to have severe mental health issues. She was already diagnosed with ADHD and um, that's why she needed to do a lot of things and she'd do dancing, she'd do all this different stuff. Now as these, she kept saying no and these then videos or these films of cameras, you know, photographs were let out to the public. Her parents then tried to move schools, actually tried to move different places all around the place to get away. The thing is, we're talking about online. You're not talking about the school up the road, you've got a couple of bullies up the road. You're talking about online, where it's viral. No matter where you go in the world, then photos. And this man, every time this girl moved to get away from him, and her family moved to get away from this man, he followed her, all online, digital footprints. There might be one photo. You can come offline but your friends may not. They can track you through them. They can track you through anything this man did. So for about a year, she felt quite safe. There was nothing about, she had changed her school. She had been in and out of, um, you know, uh, mental health uh, facilities because of her deep depression of what this has caused her. Uh, and then she'd come out of there and then she'd be bullied in her schoolyard and by her so-called friends. Um, that felt it was funny to then say, you know, you're mad because the girl has tried to seek help and actually had got help and was doing really well. And then when she got home, there'd be messages on her social media and different things from people saying, I hope you die, you should kill yourself. Really. But you know, bullies like this, as I say, are sitting behind a computer, aren't they? Very weak individuals, really. Most bullies are the ones with issues. They really are. Most people that bully have already had, had issues in their own personal life. Bullying is a form of expressing themselves if they are bullying someone because they may be prettier. They may be better off. The bully may have a shit life at home and they're sitting at home, looking at your life, thinking it's great and bullying you. And this is what was happening to this girl. So not only was she being a target and groomed by a sexual predator online, she was then being bullied, cyber bullied, then when she got home from a mental health facility or from school. She tried to kill herself on that occasion, on that point. <clears throat> she took bleach. She wanted to die. She'd had enough because she's gone to seek help. The online stuff had stopped for a while, but now she's faced with bullies, online bullies. And when they're 12 and 13, they listen to the bullies. They can't be told these kids. 
the, about these bullies are the ones that actually are the ones with no life. They are the ones sitting behind a screen pretending to be something they're not. Envious of other people, usually. But children won't listen to reason, will they? So she believed that she was hated. She believed then, well, I'm mad because I've gone to seek help, haven't I, for my mental health issues, that this pervert, this creep, this 32-year-old man also sitting behind a, a computer, gutless, has done to this girl. What hope did she have? Anyway, she survived that time. And again, then the parents moved on from there, tried a different town, a different school. Things were going okay. And then who props up again but the 32-year-old perverted paedophile online, his founder. He sent out all the photos again, everywhere, to everyone who may have even known her. People in the community, the schools, the teachers, the friends, it all starts again. It all starts again. Then she gets an email, you see, from someone she says she knew. And it was someone she knew, I think. And she ended up sleeping with this boy while his girlfriend was away. Because by this time, this girl had some drink issues. She had self, low self-esteem. She had nothing. Now you've got someone, a boy, that probably realised that, took advantage of her, and then told the girlfriend that he'd slept with this 15-year-old girl. The girlfriend and some others then attacked her verbally, in person, also punching and beating her. She went home, and the next day, she killed herself by hanging because she was being attacked everywhere. No matter what her parents did, no matter what anyone else did, it wouldn't stop. It couldn't stop. And in the end, that's why she killed herself. So, yes, it's not murder, as we would call a straight out murder, is it? Is it manslaughter? Did he know what he was doing would do it? You know, you just don't know. The thing is with online cybercrime, there's so many different laws involved here. Now, this man, and now we're going to go into him, and I'll tell you a little bit about him. So after this um, suicide of Amanda, this young girl, um, the man was arrested. Now, his, his name was at first kept hidden, right? Because for, his, for legal reasons, he actually come from Amsterdam. Now, let's not think that she was the only one that he was doing this to. I think he was charged in the end with 39 um, different offences, and they were all men, uh, girls and boys, different ages as well, uh, all in different countries. And I think it was Canada, UK, um, US, some other countries as well he was in. So he didn't just keep his stuff local to Amsterdam and Europe. He was all over the place. And I think also on his computer, he had 5,800 odd <coughs> different contacts for all the next targets and things that he could um, do the same to. For over 5,000, nearly 6,000 stuff. So we don't know how many he's done. I don't believe this man worked alone at all anyway. I don't, I don't. 
Anyway, at the time when this all came out and the newspapers were keeping his name quiet, you know, no one could report his name because he wasn't allowed. You know, the man has rights. Uh, <clears throat> you know, and it's their jurisdiction, isn't it? And when we talk about jurisdiction and we talk about cyber law, because this is a cyber crime, it's, uh, it comes under computer mis misuse act or it can come under lots of different things. It can come under the Fraud Act even. It can come under so many different things. And in other countries, it comes under different things. At the time, because he was, um, you know, from Europe, they have their own rules and his name was protected. As he probably knew, it would be. Because <clears throat> he was a citizen of Amsterdam and he would have known the laws there. And this is what happens to a lot of these people online when they sit behind their desks and then their computers abusing our children. They know the law as good as me and you do, really. So he was quite happy that his name wouldn't be put out there for many, many years, really, as if they could prosecute him at all, isn't it? Really, because he's in the Netherlands, she's in Canada, they found other stuff on his computer, linking to all over the world, different crimes and stuff, um, and a lot of uh, child pornography and different stuff like this, child abuse online, indecent images of the children on there, on his link. So, so listen, he is what he is. He is what he is. But he knew, or he thought he knew, that his name would never be out there, so his family would be protected, his life would be protected, he can go to court, and a few years down the line, everyone would forget about this, wouldn't they? Well, that wasn't the case, you see, and it wasn't the case, because of these people <laughs> called Anonymous. Now, they are a group of people that are what they would call vigilantes, but we are talking about online crime. Now, with online crime, these sort of people were a little bit like me and you. We're astonished, really, I suppose, that this man not would get away with it, but it wouldn't be known, would it? Because he knew that. He knew he could sit there and abuse our children in his home and make them do things, blackmail them. You know, it's just terrible what this man did to people and what he made them do. Because his fear of getting caught was less, you see, because one, he was in a different country and they think they're behind their screens and they're never going to get caught. And the other thing is he thought, well, if I get caught, they ain't going to name me. They love it, don't they? Now, this anonymous, they are this vigilante group that heard this story. I think the, um, I think they was on a show, the, the show did it, I think, what was it called, the, the, uh, the show, it, it was like a, the Daily Kappa show or something, On the, it's a blog TV. Now, they showed it and then Anonymous saw it. Now, no one knows who Anonymous is, we don't know, do we, who they are? But they're very, very good, I know what I do know about them, is they're very, very good at hacking lots of stuff. And now they hacked into the accounts of the police and different things, I suppose, how they done it, to get his name, to find out all the information about this man. Everything, literally everything. His date of birth, his home address, his name. Now his name was, um, I think it's Aidan uh, Coban, or Coban. And he, as I said, come from 
um, Europe and he had been doing this for many many years now as I said to you I don't believe he'd done it on his own I don't and I don't think that Anonymous knew because if they could hack into them systems they could hack into this man's computer so listen they released all his details um, his name especially and then there was a Facebook group set up and he said he would never now sleep with his eyes closed would he because now everyone knows who he is and what he's done now there was a lot of controversy about this because under the laws of Amsterdam where he comes from um, he could not be known for legal reasons because that's how they do it there but I think I'd like to know what you think on this to tell the truth because are we you've got to look at this in a couple of ways and I do look at this in a couple of ways legally okay right in that country that's their rules but legally his rules he's done crimes all over the world now as I've said to you before cybercrime is if you do the crime in UK then you will be done under UK laws you do it in America or anywhere else that's usually it but the thing is is it working because the cybercrime uh, the cyber laws in this country are not fit for purpose I don't think the cybercrime laws in any country are fit for purpose because not because I don't want it to be but our laws especially in England are very very old and then we've had the internet come out haven't we and it's come at such a pace all this stuff and we're trying to catch up you're constantly trying to catch up you know even when I did cyber law which was many many years ago it wasn't like it is today the laws are so different because every crime now you can commit can really be done online so our laws are, haven't caught up so when people like anonymous come through and say hang on a minute they've done an online crime to multiple people they made a 15 year old girl hang herself because of what they did or what this man did so we're going to name him and we're going to shame him and then let him hold take the consequences for his actions because it was an online crime that's what they're saying now these now people that do this and there's many many of them that do this sort of crime online to our children should be worried now then shouldn't they because their fear is not being caught is it if they're in a different jurisdiction or even to be named to be named and shamed for what they are what they should be fearful of is that people or groups like anonymous and others that are willing and able actually anonymous to dig deep into your computers to look at your stuff that you're downloading that you're putting out that you're saying to our children and name and shame you that's their fear that's the only way that you will stop online crime like this it's their fear of getting caught by someone that's not scared to say their name now they're called anonymous because no one knows who they are if I had named this man on my channel or any other channel I would have been arrested because I breached the law but anonymous is anonymous for a reason so I'd like to know whether you agree with what they did in this case do you agree do you also agree that sometimes online crime has to be handled different than our domestic crime 
that we have at home to protect the innocent, to protect them. Now this man's name is known, isn't it, worldwide. Now he was prosecuted, I think he got 11 years for it and I think there was an extradition order to bring him back to Canada to face charges to little Amanda, to where he made her and groomed her and blackmailed her to show her breasts, to do other things online, to where then he used them images of her to make her life a living hell, to where it actually ended that girl's life. You know, <laughs> crimes like this annoy me because these criminals think they're very clever. They really do. And they're not because there's always someone better going to be fighting the corner for the innocence of our children. There's always going to be someone. And sooner or later, as I've said it, and they never want to get caught, do they? Never want to get caught because when they're caught, I'm innocent, didn't do it. You can't say my name. But we can't. But some people can. So they need to be worried. And let's hope, you know, sorry, give it that. This is my opinion and my opinion only, not even a legal opinion because it's not. If Anonymous continue to give out the names of people like this, then good for them. Because these people need to be stopped because these crimes are getting worse and worse and worse. This was 2012, this girl. 2012, she, you know, she was abused. A 12 year old girl groomed her for a year. 39 other people apart from Amanda had the same thing happen to them, 39. 5,886 other listings of either victims, potential victims about to come. Now, one of them could have been your child anywhere in the world because online or internet or the World Wide Web, however you want to call it, is just that. There is no safety in your home unless you really know what's going on in your child's life. Now these perpetrators, sexual predators of our children don't care what age they are. They don't care if they're girls or boys. They only care about helping their self to our children for their own sexual gratification. And they're sick, absolutely sick, perverted ways and then to sell them images on or to destroy lives and to destroy lives to someone would take their own life because you hounded her, you didn't stop what you was doing. This is a real case, you know, of Amanda's case. This is really it. She was groomed, blackmailed to do other stuff. No one could help her at all. No one. So let's talk a little bit about this investigation because given this, right, this Canadians really did really research this. They really, really looked into this investigation to get something on this man. They haven't stopped actually at all. So the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and the British Columbia Coroner's Service, um, they put about 20 full-time people onto this case because they knew this had to be stopped. Um, I think they said the um, Coquitlam 
and the Ridge Meadow Serious Crime Team, very good team actually, they cooperated in this investigation and they conducted interviews and also they examined many different um, forms of different social media and different things that um, had also contributed to her death. So it wasn't just him, they was looking at lots of different things. Um, they also done a review on the content of the social media sites and, and they actively, even until this day, still monitor the pages of these sites because, you know, this is a big thing, really, online. It's a big thing to have um, this girl being abused like this online, but bullying online is a serious, serious issue. So the Canadian National Organisation, they're called, um, is it Cyber Trap, I think they're called, uh, reported that they had received a tip about um, little Amanda nearly a year before her death. The anti, I think the anti-child exploitation unit or group that was started in November 2011, and it concentrated on citizens and reported that there were images of little Amanda Todd um, that was circulating on the internet. So the police were aware. Okay, they were aware. Then this information was provided to law enforcement as well as the child welfare agencies. So any of this, at this point, any of these organisations, especially child welfare, could have stepped in. Now, according to the CBC News programme, The Fifth Estate, I think the RCPM were reportedly informed that the juvenile was being sexually exploited online. So they've had this reports lots of stuff going on, exploited by an adult male. And in response to the, to the RCMP told the family that there was nothing that could be done about it. I mean, what a bullshit. I mean, why do we have these laws in place? Why are these people even in these agencies? And to tell a family, even though all this is going on. I mean, listen, if Anonymous could have found him, they could have. They had everything. You had the girl, you had the computers, you had everything. They ignored it, which was absolutely wrong. So this sextortion, that's what they call it. It's like, you know, that's what it is. Rather than extorting someone for money, you're extorting them for sex. So it's sextortion, sextortion. So according to the uh, Ontario Police, now they said that that sort of crime can be investigated quite successfully. If they were told about it, if people were looking into this, this girl's life could have been solved and this man could have been stopped quite a long time before this girl died, at least a year before. These crimes are easily now researched. Really, they're easily investigated if you have the tools. And they do have the tools, these police. They had the girl, they had the evidence. They had everything on their computer. They could have done something and they chose not to. So, right, so following this investigation, um, like you have Facebook security, and we've talked about Facebook before and how good they are at reporting all this stuff, and they are, they have always been very good at it, and they've got the security unit that do all this sort of stuff. Now, they report to the US authority to the child exportation of online protection of children, and that's the centre there. And then, and this is also attached to the British National Crime Agency, and the Dutch authorities now are all working together because, and Canada, because they need this man stopped. Because we knew he had multiple victims all over the world, different ages. We had one girl that had already committed suicide and probably many 
more to follow. And plus, as I say, he had a list, didn't he, of you know nearly six thousand more victims out there. And as I say with these people, these are only the ones that have been reported. Most cybercrime is not reported, actually, still to this day. Even in 2021, people are still not reporting cybercrime like this for fear that they feel they're going to be made to feel, you know, that they're ashamed of it and stuff. Don't be ashamed, just report. So in 2014, the Dutch authorities um, did charge 35-year-old man, and he was a dual, actually, he's a dual um, citizenship. He was Dutch and Turkish citizenship. And and they, they only identified him, didn't they, as this um, Andrin um, C, anyway. And this was in evidence according to their laws, but by this stage, you know, um, anonymous put it all out there now he was the first of all charged with uh, extortion not sextortion but extortion but we call it sextortion internet luring criminal harassment and possession and distribution uh, distribution of child I don't like the word pornography in child indecent images um, and also these were other charges as well as the charges he faced against Amanda Todd um, and they were both as I said in this case both male and female victims very young I think on January 28 2015 Coburn had wrote and written a letter of course he has an open letter you know proclaiming his innocence because now everyone bloody knows what he is Plus he's going to prison, I think in the end he was sentenced to 11 years for that. He faced 72 counts or charges, I think, um, of sexual assault and extortion in the Netherlands on 39 victims and 39, I think it was 34 young women and 5 men, actually, in this country. It's in Britain, Canada, Norway, uh, Norway and United States, all over the place, really. Now, as always, a lot of the charges for the sexual um, images were dropped. Don't know why, but they did charge him. I think the Dutch with, I think he was convicted and sentenced actually for internet fraud, blackmail, and faced five separate charges in Canada. And I think then they put in to have him extradited. He was extradited um, to Canada, and I think he was in the Supreme Court there. Now, up until now, um, again, there's a hold on anything we can say about that case that's been dealt with, I think, now. There is nothing else we can say on this case why it's been dealt with in Canada. And Canada will release out its findings and on what's happened. Um, there's been a publicity block on that. That's the law in Canada. And, and to tell you the truth, what they don't want in Canada is anything to destroy this case, to let this man go free. They want to prosecute him for something to do with the Amanda Todd suicide and he needs to be prosecuted these people need to be shown this is an acceptable behavior and i think they also need to be shown that if you're going to do an online crime then sometimes maybe you know if you want to go worldwide and viral with your videos and god knows what else maybe people like anonymous will go worldwide and viral with information about you now maybe that may stop you attacking our children so anyway Listen, this has been the case, the very sad case, I think, of a young girl, Amanda Todd, 15 year old at the time of her death. Her death, she took her own life by hanging due to the actions of a man like this, but also due to the actions 
of bullies. And this is why online bullying is so real. It's so damaging to our youth. So if you need any help on online bullying or any sort of bullying, I'm going to put some links in here and there's links I think already under where I've used references and stuff and you'll find them in there. And listen, no one, no one should be bullied. No one and no one should be allowed to be groomed like this online, abused like this online. And then, you know, no one to help her and she commits suicide. Her parents tried everything. What a terrible loss, really. What a terrible case this is, when you think about it. This poor young girl. So let's not forget Amanda Todd. Look at her video. I think it's nine minutes long. I've left a link on that. Where she's telling you, by holding up these cards, how she feels. Five weeks later, the girl's committed suicide. So you know what to do. Thumbs up if you found this case interesting. You can um, follow us on Instagram and on um, Facebook. You can also catch this in a few days in Spotify. Also must say thank you and hello because really I've only just been online for the last couple of um, hours because um, I've been really busy. I'm over 9,000. Can you believe it? Thank you so much and thank you to all my partners in crime and I'm going to list you at the end of all my members so thank you. Um, listen, you know what to do. This is an important case. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this case. I'd love to hear your thoughts on people like Anonymous, people that's trying to do something. Because we need to do something here to stop this going on. So take care of yourself and take care of your kids. So until the next time, bye-bye.